0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: I don't know why every time I hear that open, I laugh. It makes me laugh every time because I, I do feel like I do replay this in my mind. So I think you times. mean by
2: profession, you mean did I pick the right man? No, I don't. And that's what I get really, really insecure about in that moment. <laughs> I don't mean that. I have to hear it every time we come back from break. I
1: do not mean that. <laughs> not ever. Also, it's too Too late late now. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late now. Let's just be real. Uh, You're listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, on ESPN News, and on the ESPN app. My name is Shay Cornett. It's my husband, Jordan Cornett. Filling in for the dudes this morning. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, We just had Matt Nagy on uh, moments ago, literally, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, to talk about all things Chicago bears is their first day of training camp is today. First day of practice. I should say they reported to training camp yesterday. They're at Hallis hall in the great state of Illinois and Matt Nagy. I asked him basically to clarify if Andy Dalton was going to for sure be the week one starter for the Chicago bears. And well, he kind of left it open ended. Take a listen.
3: Obviously with us going ahead and moving up and and drafting uh, Justin, there's a lot of excitement and, but there's also that plan of the process of how we want to go about with this. And, you know, all of our coachings, coaches on staff, myself included, we've had really good open communication with Andy, with Justin, with Nick on how we're going to go about it. And I think the number one thing we've said to them is if you guys just worry about just trying to be the best quarterback that you can be and focus on today on on just doing everything the right way, great things are going to happen for all of us. And that's where they're at. And the beauty is, is that they all understand that they agree with that. And it's a, it's a really healthy room right now. And there's going to be a great competition in all the positions, but obviously the focus is going to be a quarterback. And Andy has played a long time in this league. He's had a lot of success. He understands, um, you know, where where this city, where this organization, um, where we're all at as coaches with Justin. Um, but right now, Andy is the starter and Justin's the backup. And, and they they accept that. They understand it. But they're competing their tails off to be the best they can be.
1: And so we will see that quarterback competition firsthand again as practice begins for the Chicago Bears today at training camp.
2: And here's why that's interesting to me. And all you can do is read, read between the lines and try and gather what you want in terms of how it sounded, the the the, the connotation, denotation, whatever, however that works, from from what came out of the mouth of Coach Matt Nagy, who's kind enough to join us. And to me, he did not get away from this is a competition. right? And to me, when a head coach is very firm in, no, our star that we drafted is young is not ready to be a pro quarterback, is not ready for that pressure. He's sitting as long as we keep our veteran healthy. That's what you say if you don't want any speculation and if you don't want any sense of, oh, maybe we're going to see Justin Fields. You stay away from all that. You do not hear that from Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, Coach Matt Nagy came in here and said, it's a healthy competition right now. Right now, our starter is Andy Dalton. Those two things are big to me because when you're saying – It's a competition you're not shying away from. This is anybody's spot. And when you say Andy Dalton has logged a lot of years in this thing and he knows how it goes, it means Andy is probably well aware of he's the guy today, and after that, there's a lot of uncertainty because we are open to the idea of Justin Fields coming out there and being our week one
1: starter. Let me just say this: I was I was beating the drum for Andy Dalton every day of the week to anyone that would listen, including my husband here. And after having that conversation with Matt Nagy, I got to say I, I'm 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 pulling back a little bit on it. Here's what that told me: Yes, he pointed to the years that Andy Dalton has played into the league. It's how quickly can Justin Fields pick up this playbook? And furthermore. Matt Nagy is not afraid to be progressive as a head coach. We saw that when he decided to sit every single one of his starters during the preseason two years ago, he was really one of the first coaches, him and Sean McVay, to come out and say that they were doing that, and I think the rest of the league followed suit. He was had a very short leash for um, Mitch Trubisky when they switched to Nick Foles was the time, pulled him, didn't care, didn't do the traditional wait until the next game or a bye week, didn't care. So when it comes to making decisions, he's not afraid to make them in the moment. And so when he made the point about Andy Dalton playing longer in the league – I thought to myself, well, this says something to me that perhaps if Justin Fields really does impress during training camp, and I don't know, we probably won't see much of Justin Fields or Andy Dalton during the preseason. We're probably going to see Nick Foles or whoever that number three is come preseason football um, because he wants to preserve their health. But nonetheless, if, if, and look, Justin Fields had a very high Wonderlic score. He's very smart and pick up things really quickly. Obviously, we saw that Ohio State, if he knows that playbook well, which is a very intricate one on the offensive side of the ball, and he feels like that quarterback gives them the best position to win week one against the Rams in L.A., then I'm not going to say it's for sure Andy Dalton because that whole conversation steered me a little bit differently, which is surprising. Okay, we're going to play a game of over under speaking of all of this. We're going to bring in Evan, our producer here, and he's basically going to give us an over-under on the weeks that these quarterbacks could be starting. So it will be basically rookies versus veterans,
4: if I'm understanding this correctly, and I would assume – You want to start with Chicago, yes? Yeah, let's start with Chicago. Uh, Here's over-under. So we're going to start with the Bears. Um, And there's reasons I choose these weeks. So for the Bears, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, over-under, the quarterback change, if Andy Dalton is presumed the starter, happens week four and a half. Now let me explain. They play the Lions at home in week four, the Raiders at home in week five, and the Packers at home in week six. No, Raiders is on
1: the road. Raiders is in Vegas. At the Raiders. Yes.
4: Over-under four and a half. Speaking of Vegas, over-unders. Go ahead, Jay.
1: Uh, That's really easy for me.
2: Under. He's going to start week one. And and hearing some of the the words there from Coach Matt Nagy kind of further uh, my belief, further my belief that that's what it's going to be. You brought in a guy because you want him to play your system and showcase what you can do as an offensive mind. And since Matt Nagy has arrived, he's never been able to do that. Why? They haven't had a run game. They haven't had a healthy offensive line. And he hasn't had his quarterback that can do the things in his style of offense. And he's gone out and said that publicly over these last two years. We thought it'd be Nick Foles. It clearly wasn't. He wants a mobile guy. He wants a guy that that can go vertical at times. That can really open up this thing. Justin Fields was second in the FBS in passes completed for 20-plus yards last year. It's college. It's fine. But it shows that he's a mobile guy. It shows that he's got the head for it with the Wunderlich mention. And it shows that he can take the big shots. All things that Matt Nagy wants to showcase in his offense. And it's for that reason, week one, Justin Fields is the guy.
1: I, 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 I want to go that way now because I want to, like, be on the hype train. And, like, I, I know I just kind of made the argument for it, but I'm going to stay with Andy Dalton and I'm going to take – I'm going to still take the under because I think if we're going to insert Justin Fields, it'll be week four against Detroit. And the over-under was set at four and a half. So I don't think they would have him start on the road in Vegas. Rather, they'd rather do it at home somewhere. He's comfortable at Soldier Field. So I'm going to take the under as well, but
4: not week one. I'll go week four with Detroit. Let's go next one up, Ev. All right, let's go Patriots. We talked about the Patriots earlier with Cam Newton and Mac Jones Mike Reese said they want Mac Jones to be the starter, but we're going to presume it is Cam Newton over under week six Mm. that Mac Jones replaces Cam Newton. Now they play Houston week five. They're home for the Jets in week seven. So right there in between week six over under for Mac Jones replacing Cam Newton? I'm going to take this
1: one. I'm going to go over because I think Cam Newton is going to start the entire season if he is healthy. I think this is a a wait and see situation for Mac Jones. I think Bill Belichick wants to groom him into the quarterback that he wants him to be, a mini Tom Brady. And so I think Cam Newton now in year two with Josh McDaniels and having uh, what he called truly on this show here, KJZ, a put up or shut up year. I'm going to say Cam Newton starts the entirety of the season if he is 100% healthy and he doesn't continuously turn the ball over. And I know those are two big ifs, but nonetheless, I'll take the over.
2: Yeah, I think the Patriots are very competitive in their division. I'm taking the over as well. Cam Newton came in late. Cam Newton was hurt. Cam Newton dealt with COVID. The team was a team that you heard it from the horse's mouth and Bill Belichick sold out to win championships, and this is how the dust settles in that that era post those championships and post Tom Brady. They spent money in the offseason. They got healthy. They have pieces. There's continuity there. Cam Newton's the guy all season long. Cam Newton never gets back to the level that he once played at, which was an MVP-level Uh, But he plays good football and gives these Patriots a chance, and I'm not going to count out Bill Belichick two seasons in a
4: row. I'm not going to do it. Okay, fair enough. Last one here. Yeah, we got one more. Jordan, I know you're presuming Trey Lance is the starter. I actually listened to your wife and the coach, Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) So I'm going (laughs) to presume it's Jimmy Garoppolo that wins the job. Over, under, if Jimmy G is the starter. Week 6, that's the 49ers' bye week. They play at Arizona week 5. They're home versus Indy in week 7. So week 6 over, under, Trey Lance replaces Jimmy G.
1: You want to go first?
4: No, I'll, let you, I'll, let,
1: you, I'll let you take well, the you time. Well, you have my answer. you my go answering the under. My answer is over every day of the week because, similar to Cam Newton here, but even more so, I think Jimmy Garoppolo starts the entirety of the season for the 49ers. So, Trey Lance can learn and come along. And so, take the over every day of the week for Jimmy G because what did I say earlier? When the 49ers do not have Jimmy G under center, they aren't winning football games the way they do when he is under center. Jimmy G, the entirety of Jimmy, the season. Jimmy
2: G is handcuffing Kyle Shanahan and his ability for this offense to shine. And because of that, I think as soon as the opportunity presents itself, which starts with Trey Lance getting to camp and getting acclimated, then it's going to be Trey Lance. So, fine, maybe I'll concede this.
1: Maybe, and when he gets to he's not even at camp yet. Maybe it so doesn't hilarious. happen
2: week one for that reason. But people keep thinking of the old guard and the old philosophy of you gotta wait, you gotta groom a quarterback, let him gain the confidence, let him learn the playbook, let him sit out of here, then he'll be ready but this is the new school. Kyle Shanahan doesn't abide by those rules. He went and got this guy at number two because he knew he could be the guy for his system. Number three, excuse me, if he truly believed in Jimmy G with that win-now roster, he wouldn't have gone and got a quarterback. The reason he got him is because in this small window, he believes that Trey Lance gives them the best opportunity. So maybe because he's not a camp yet, maybe that pushes it back a week or two max, but if you're giving me the cushion of a bye week to bring him in, that's absolutely the under because that's typically when they make that move to bring in the young star.
1: Okay, Um, we have some breaking news quickly here before we switch gears and head to baseball. Um, From the NFL, Lamar Jackson is not practicing today at training camp. He is in a COVID-related situation. The league is still trying to gather information that is per Jamison Hensley and Adam Schefter. Jackson tested positive on Thanksgiving, if you remember, he had another test that the NFL officials flagged. They are now going through some science and the Ravens are awaiting answers. Take that for what you will. I'm sure we'll have more information on that later on. Okay. Keyshawn J. Will and Zoom in is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. And you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All in America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed
3: may vary. The Cubs are the buffet table for all the contenders. You know, we're all going to be talking about Craig Kimbrell. The New York Yankees,
2: of course, they're going to be aggressive. I think they're going to be ridiculously aggressive. I think they're going to be in on shirts. They're going to be in on stories. Buxton, all these big names. I think they're going to say forget the luxury tax that we've been trying to stay under all year and
3: all last offseason, and I think they go for it. While it's been relatively quiet to this point, they believe there's going to be a huge flurry of activity when we get to the end of the week.
1: All right, Keyshawn Jay, Will and Zubin here presented by Progressive Insurance. And usually guests join us on the Goodyear hotline, but we are lucky enough to have Jeff Pass and ESPN senior MLB insider with us. Here in studio, in the flesh, live, real life. It's great. Uh,
5: very fleshy. I know. Too. Very <laughs> Quite, quite hey, fleshy crazy. these days. I haven't gotten a lot of sun this summer. <laughs> Just sitting inside, making Just, too many phone calls, sending true. too many texts.
1: And oh. I wonder why, because it is actually <laughs> the deadline flashy. on Friday in Major League Baseball. That's why you're sending so many texts, and you have yeah. to stay indoors. You're a very busy man. Passan, I read you don't even sleep. You can never be married to Passon.
2: You hate oh, no. cell phones. You hate I the texting. Never. Dinner table. It's got to be gone. Can't you just communicate? Oh. Passing and
1: Shefter. I could never. I'm sorry. I'd be like, put your phone away or else. He wears a suit well, though. He does. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take, home. I'll take, like, that. I'll take all of that. No, I mean, my,
5: and good thing is, my wife still hasn't run away yet. We're going on like 15 years I'll have now. To call and her for some advice. No, she she would advise run. <laughs> <laughs> she would
1: all right. Jeff Passon has given us the straight talk, give it, uh, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So I mentioned the trade deadline in Major League Baseball is on Friday. I'm going to just give a blanket statement here. What is the biggest story?
5: Uh, the biggest story is Max Scherzer. Uh, does he move? And if he moves, where does he go? And what do the Washington Nationals get back for him? The Nationals were trying to stay in this thing for as long as they could. Then they get swept by the Orioles over the weekend. And if you get swept by the Orioles and you're trying to contend, that probably should tell you, pull the plug. And Mike Rizzo, their general manager, called up all the other GMs around baseball and said, we are open for business. Everybody except Juan Soto. And that included Trey Turner, Oof. which was awfully interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, I think inarguably at this point, the second best shortstop in baseball behind Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, getting a deal for Turner done – This soon, this close to the deadline, not going to be easy. You know, He may be a guy who would be an off-season trade candidate, possibly. But Max Scherzer's a free agent after this season. And uh, the Nationals have a choice. They can either hold on to him for sentimentality's sake and get a draft pick, or they can go trade him and get an absolute haul for it. Because the fact is, every team out there in baseball wants Max Scherzer. The question is... Does Max Scherzer want them back Mm -hmm. because he has full no trade rights? And if the Nationals get a deal with a team that he does not like, he can say, nope, not going there. Try again.
1: I, do you think that it's because we're married, everyone gives like relationships analogies to us, or is that what you do on every show?
5: Did I just do that? I well, didn't... do
1: they want them back? Like, I feel like a lot I of- I think you forced that into being a Maybe relationship I, yeah, thing. Yeah, I
5: definitely was not no. thinking okay. that. I'm I pretty sure do. you're trying to speak this am, into truth. I am. speaking I, into I think this we started truth. off by you saying, I don't know why your wife is married <laughs> to you. I did not say that.
2: That I was, just said
1: I I can't handle the cell phone. That's all I said. I think
2: you're pushing, shoving down the throat. Maybe the relationship thing that was not going on at all here. All right. with, with I don't Jeff. know why
5: I speak. I mean, if you would like me to make a relationship no, no. analogy, Passing. by all means, Max. No. Sh- I mean, no. No. Max no. Scherzer right now is uh, is very attractive <laughs> to others, and this is the Washington Nationals saying, uh, "Go, beautiful butterfly, <laughs> and win another World Series."
2: I mean, improv right in front of us. It's from Jeff really, It's impressive. Now we see why his wife stuck around for 15 years. <laughs> He's quick on his feet. Uh, Max Scherzer, not saying he becomes a Yankee, but mentioning that every team is in, is interested. And I think the Yankees are one of the more interesting teams at this trade deadline.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Going to be buyers, it appear, appears like here. Uh, three and a half, I believe, back from the wild card. Nine or so back in the AL East, but haven't been impressed with what we've seen from them. But they're the Yankees, so they're probably always going to be buyers. What
5: do they do here? They've stunk, but they've stuck around. Yeah. And, and I think what we have to look at with the Yankees right now is not who they are compared to who we thought they'd be. It's who they are compared to where they are in the standings. And they are close enough to that second wild card spot to go out there and go after a Scherzer and go after a Joey Gallo. I don't think they're going to get Scherzer. I think – You know, Gallo is a possibility, but they're not the favorite there. Um, Trevor Story makes all the sense Mm -hmm. in the world if they are willing to move Glaber Torres over to second base, if they're willing to move D.J. LeMahieu to first base. Listen to
2: these names, though. How are they in the position they're in? mm -hmm. You got these kind of names. I know.
5: know. And Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole. I mean, the, the beauty, if you're the Yankees, is that you don't fear the wild card quite as much as other teams do. Because you know you've got, you know, one of the three best pitchers on the planet out there, mm-hmm. and and when you have Garrett Cole and you can bring him into that wild card game, it hinders you, no question, going into the five game division series. But the fact is, you feel like you're going in as at least sixty forty favorites at that point because Garrett Cole so you want- is you know as much as anyone outside of Jacob Degrom can go out there and shove, and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Talking to Jeff Passan right now, our ESPN senior MLB insider. He's joining us in studio here in Bristol in our ESPN studios. Um, you're listening to KJZ on ESPN Radio. Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. Uh, let's go to Chicago. My cubbies. A lot of big names on the way out, it sounds like. Rizzo, Bias, Brian, just to name a few. Kimbrel. Um, where could these guys be going?
5: Craig Kimbrell could go just about anywhere at this point. He's almost like Max Scherzer in that if you're a contending team and you can get a reliever who has been better than anybody this year, you're not going to say no to that. It's tougher with position playing guys because there has to be a need, and it's why Chris Bryant's versatility helps him because – some teams out there need third basemen. Some teams out there need outfielders. He can play both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kimbrell, uh, it, it was very interesting to see what Houston did yesterday, going out and getting Kendall Graveman from the Seattle Mariners. The Astros didn't want to pay the price that's on Kimbrell because there are so many teams that are in on him at this point, and that could use a guy like him, whether it's Philadelphia, Boston, San Diego. I know the Dodgers have kicked around a little bit, though. I'm not sure they end up there. the The point is... The Cubs market on Kimbrel is bountiful. Uh, the market on Bryant's going to be good, too. Uh, it, it's, you know, I, I don't think Javier Baez is going anywhere. I don't know if Anthony Rizzo is Boston or bust, but the Red Sox make so much sense for him. And there are people internally that are really trying to push that one. But uh, Jed Hoyer's got a lot of work to do over the next 72 hours yeah. I mean there is there is a lot to be done I, it, you know what, my math may be wrong there I what I don't even know what 72 day it is yeah so, so no it's no it's 40, a little 40, less yeah so we, we, like got, like so 40, we got we got 48 50. plus uh we got like 50 but, or so hours yes. 55 hours ish, ish.
2: 55 hours and in those 55 hours do we see chris bryant become a new york met
5: I think he should
2: that makes the most sense to you.
5: That that to me is what the Mets need to do. They they need to hit, and they're going to get Jacob Degrom back at some point. And uh, their division stinks. And that re- I mean that that's the biggest thing with the Mets at this point. The Mets have been handed an absolute gift, which is a trash division.
2: And they still can't separate themselves. Yeah, though.
5: they still haven't been able to. And you know the the Phillies yesterday tried to trade for Tyler Anderson. Uh, From the Pittsburgh Pirates. Couldn't do it. Ended up getting sniped by the the Mariners at night. So the Phillies are trying to get better. um, You know, falling on their face. The Braves have just been stagnant all year. And don't have Ronald Acuna. And Marcelo Zuna may not ever be coming back. Um, And uh, Mike Soroka's Achilles tour again. Like, they've had a terrible year. um, And yet the Mets still haven't pulled away. And, and I think it's, it's like it, a three game lead. Right. I'm no, following it, very Yeah, closely it's, it's frustrating for Mets fans. Yeah. I have there. I, I think they're, the Mets fans have replaced Cubs fans as like the most self-loathing <laughs> and, and, and hateful of their team. So,
2: like, Chris Bryant, it makes sense for him to go from one of those organizations. <laughs> to what used, I, good for you, he's Chris. He's used to dude at this All point. Right. He'll feel
1: right. great. I'm, I'm quickly going to change subject with that self loathing comment. But uh, we started with an over under. Let's end with an over under. I think we said 55 hours we determined until the trade deadline. So, over under, how many hours of sleep you get until then?
5: So there are two nights between now and then.
1: <laughs> Look at him doing that, like, realistically. Um, well, no, I, w-
5: I was going to say, what the, if, if I can't do three plus three quickly, it's going to be a problem. i how much I've been sleeping. <laughs> over. Exactly.
1: All right, that is Jeff Passan in studio giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. All right, has Jordan struck gold or struck out when it comes to his prediction for the 49ers quarterback situation? He, he. will get some insight after Jordan has this from O-O-O o'reilly
2: when you need auto parts o'reillyauto.com is just a few clicks away they offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly order online at o'reillyauto.com and pick up for free at your local o'reilly auto parts store they'll even bring it out to you curbside or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over 35 dollars. get your auto parts quickly with o'reilly auto parts visit o'reillyauto.com today
1: at this point, if Matt Nagy has told us five different ways, five different times, Andy Dalton's going to be the starter, he's going to be the starter. Jimmy's
0: our, you know, going through OTAs, what he's done means he's our best quarterback in the building right now.
6: So we, we all have a lot of work to do. That includes all of us. Barbasol shaving cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Better by Barbasol.
5: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
1: A lot of quarterback controversy now that training camps are underway in the NFL, and I am here for all of it. Out to the wow, creeping and crawling. I hate when you rap. You get a yes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is Keyshawn J. Willins, even presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, and that's where we're going to go right now, because Nick Wagoner joins us. He's our ESPN 49ers reporter. Good morning to you, Nick, and I know it is very early where you are, and so um You haven't heard my husband and I arguing all morning about the quarterback competition. (laughs) Lucky you, Which is actually a really good thing for you. Uh, But my husband is over here trying to convince me that Trey Lance is somehow going to sneak his way in and become the quarterback week one. And before you answer that, let's hear from Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, on who the quarterback is going to be week one.
5: There's no open competition right now in terms of they're getting equal reps with the same group. Um, Jimmy's coming in as the one. Jimmy and
6: Trey's coming in as the two.
1: There we go. Jimmy the one, Trey the two. Do you believe that, Nick Wagoner?
6: Well, I, first of all, good morning. And, yeah, I, I do believe that, at least as we sit here right now. And, and I think that that's kind of the key thing that, that people uh, really need to understand in this is, the 49ers don't really have a reason to say that Trey Lance is going to be the starter right now because they don't have a lot of sample size with him. You know, they had an abbreviated OTA session in the spring. He only practiced seven times with them, and quite frankly, they haven't seen him for 40 days. And as we sit here as of, you know, it's 632 on the West Coast right now. Trey Lance hasn't signed his rookie contract yet. So uh, it it doesn't really behoove them to to try to make any sweeping declarations about this becoming a quarterback competition. And look, I I think all along the plan has been for this to kind of be an organic thing, to let this develop on its own, uh, give Trey Lance an opportunity to come in, get settled in. Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't exactly an easy one for any quarterback to learn let alone a rookie. So it's going to take some time for him to do that. Jimmy Garoppolo has settled in. He knows the offense well. He's back healthy after the ankle issues he had last year. And so it makes all the sense in the world for them to, at least as of right now, plan for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the guy. I think it's going to be difficult for Trey Lance to unseat him in the preseason, but I also don't think we should necessarily rule it out. I think they're going to let it go and just see if it happens on its own. And that's kind of what the Kansas City Chiefs did back in 2017. I spent some time this summer talking to Alex Smith and Travis Kelsey and Matt Nagy and some people who were with the Chiefs then. And they said, look, you don't have to force this. If we have a guy we believe in and we have a rookie who has a lot of talent, if that talent does take over at some point, then you address it. But before then, you don't need to rush it.
2: Well, for me to stay, Nick, uh very much firmly on my take that Trey Lance becomes the guy, <laughs> I'm going to lean into your expertise here and what you know about this franchise having been on the beat what is the overall confidence level from one to 10, 10 being the most confident in a a belief system that Jimmy G can be the guy to lead this team uh, back towards or put themselves in a position to win a championship?
6: Yeah. I mean, I think it's high. And and, you know, what's really interesting is if you look at this, just, just to take a step back and you look at this completely objectively, the Niners told you all you need to know about what they think about Jimmy Garoppolo when they made that trade. Forget the words, look at the actions. They traded three first-round picks to move up to get Trey Lance. That tells you that Jimmy Garoppolo is not in their plans long-term. But I think on the other side of that, you have a locker room that does believe in Jimmy Garoppolo and is very protective of him. If you, if you listen to Trent Williams, their, their star left tackle yesterday, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo saying, we believe we can do great things this year, and that's with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. George Kittle, same way. So uh, there's a little bit of a disconnect in that way. But I do think the Niners think they can get back to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They've been there before. They were eight minutes away from winning it. Uh, the question you would obviously ask is, is, well, if they're eight minutes away from winning it, if they had someone else at quarterback, would they have won it? Uh, which is a fair question still to ask. So I do think they believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that they, they think they can get back there. But I also think that what happens is, is your margin for error is a little bit different. Jimmy Garoppolo, one of the biggest reasons that we're even having this conversation is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And so the the reality is if you're looking at this and you're saying, well, they'd love to do what the Chiefs did with with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes in 2017 where Smith started all year, Mahomes started the last game of the year after the Chiefs had already kind of wrapped up their situation. That's probably not going to happen. And if you go back and you look at it, the only quarterback in the modern era who was taken in the top three of the draft and didn't play a single game as a rookie was Carson Palmer. So history would tell you that it's very unlikely that Trey Lance isn't going to see the field at some point this year. And even if they don't go that way, they could always add things with the run game and, and things like that to try to work him in uh, just to get him some reps but also to, to add another weapon to their offense.
1: Interesting. We're talking to Nick Wagner right now, ESPN 49ers reporter, and don't think I don't see you over there giving me the eye. Just it's saying, that that's a heck so. of a nugget for Nick to drop, yeah, that outside of Carson Palmer, <laughs>
2: all these guys do see the field eventually in that first season.
1: Okay, well, let's move away really quick from the quarterback <laughs> position, shall we? And let's talk about the 49ers and how it pertains to their division, the NFC West, which is loaded. Look, last year, the 49ers played completely by injuries, and it was a weird year with COVID too, where guys had to sit out certain games for a certain amount of time. I also know the 49ers were dealing with an issue of moving stadiums and practicing and all, <laughs> all the rest of it. And so this year now, kind yeah. of a clean slate, but the Rams have gotten better, the Cardinals have gotten better, and we know what the Seahawks bring to the table, and they got better, in free agency is well and so how do the 49ers compete in a very strong division and don't finish at the bottom again
6: yeah it's a that's the big the biggest thing and I, I I look at the I look at the injury issue as something that you know look let's be honest every single team in the league injuries are the thing that they're worried about right now mm-hmm. from from starting right now through the end of the season but I think the 49ers can use that as something that you have to say this is a serious concern because Last year, it was such a deep-rooted issue that they they just didn't have a chance. I mean, you're talking about a team that football outsiders does a thing where they, they call them adjusted games lost. And the 49ers had the second-highest total in the last 20 years of any team in the last 20 years. And it wasn't just you know bottom-of-the-roster guys getting hurt. It was elite players who, when you're a team like the 49ers who now have paid a lot of guys, if your if you're highest-paid players aren't your best players, You just don't have a chance. There was a point last season, guys, where 49ers had over $80 million in salary cap space on injured reserve. Uh, So you're talking about star players. And and I I think it's a genuine concern because it hasn't just been last year. They had a lot of injuries in 2019. Now, they're a little bit more fortunate because some of those were shorter-term things and not IR stays. Uh, in 2018 they had so many that they actually turned over their training and performance staff they 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 tried to make some changes that way so this offseason they spent some put some emphasis on that trying to emphasize durability in the draft and free agency and things that they can try to control but that's also a really hard thing to control is is injury stuff so uh, i know that's something that is is kind of a, a roll of the dice but I think that is really the biggest key for them. If they can stay healthy, particularly with their big stars, the Nick Bosa's, the D Fords, Debo Samuel, I could go on and on, George Kittle, but if that is the biggest thing for them to stay competitive because if healthy, I do think they have a roster that's as good as anybody in the NFC West, but that if healthy, precursor I add is is a huge huge thing for them I think more so than just about anybody in the league
1: and the quarterback the quarterback if it is Jimmy Garoppolo has to stay healthy as well okay Nick Wagner ESPN 49ers reporter joining us on the Goodyear hotline thank you for the insight this morning and for getting up early I know you're on the west coast we appreciate it yeah,
6: no problem. Good to be with you guys. Take
1: care. See you later. Uh, this is Keyshawn, Jay Willen and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers everywhere. We are Shay and Jordan Cornett filling in for the guys sometime uh, for the past couple of days and this morning. So the Packers, they have made one trade for Aaron. So how much does that say the Packers quarterback now has in terms of decision-making going forward, and how much power does he have? Well, the answer from Packers GM Brian Gutekunst is after Jordan has this from Rumble on.
2: Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and even if you're just looking to trade in, RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or model. See what RumbleOn can do for you by visiting RumbleOn.com. Fast bikes, faster cash.
4: Hackers are now offering concessions
3: to the reigning NFL MVP.
0: This is about creating a path for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay potentially after this season. More
5: from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin next.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
7: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: Packers are now offering concessions to the reigning NFL MVP.
0: This is about creating a path for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay potentially after this season.
1: It is getting juicy in Green Bay because the Packers GM has taken to the podium and he has uh, given everybody the latest. Of what is going on there and how they actually got good old Aaron Rodgers back in the building. Oh, we're getting some truth serum yeah. coming out of Green Bay. Doing Management speaking. Okay, Some juice. What we do call you call it? it? We call it the J-U-Ice. The ju I the knew juice. there was a cooler way to say juice. I don't know if it's uh, cooler. That's just. And it. Keyshawn, J-Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPN News, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, play ESPN. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette here filling in for the guys. And okay, so... Packers GM just took to the podium and gave everyone a little bit of insight as to exactly what has gone on between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over the last couple of weeks and especially over the last 24 hours or so. And we're going to hear from him right now. So here is the latest in terms of what was the resolution to get Aaron Rodgers back in camp. Here is Brian Gudekunst.
8: I think obviously to get him back here playing and and going to compete for a championship in 2021, that was kind of the resolution. I think uh, we're working through some things still, you know, to to get to that point. But, um, um, you know, there was a lot of communication uh, between Aaron and his representatives all summer um, to kind of um, to get to where we are now. So we feel good about it. And I think uh, obviously we have a very good football team.
4: Okay.
1: A lot of communication over the entire summer. I think it was probably more with his representatives,
2: maybe a little bit of Aaron. But that's also SOP. That's how that kind of goes. So not too much to take away from from that soundbite. You could agree, right?
1: Right. I just think it's interesting that he says there was a lot of conversation over the summer and we finally got to a resolution. It sounds like those talks heated up as of late. But in terms of that... What did he really give Aaron Rodgers, right? Let's hear again from the Packers GM in terms of does Rodgers now have more say in personnel decisions?
8: No, I think, you know, Aaron's had kind of the same input he's always had, you know, I think, uh, which has been a lot. I mean, he's earned a place at the table. I think he always has. Um, I think one of the things for this offseason, I think, is learning how to incorporate that.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: So it sounds like this, this offseason when you were going back and forth and having all those chats, we found a way to listen. We found a way to actually take what he was saying and hear it and process it and maybe act upon it instead of just hearing it and letting go in one ear and out the other. That's what I heard.
2: I, I, you know what I've always appreciated in, in human beings is yeah. when they have – they possess a, a self-awareness.
1: That is – you do you – that is true. Jordan always like, does like that. Like,
2: call balls and strikes. Like, if you're wrong, say you're wrong. If you're right, then be right. But don't be wrong and claim that you're Right. You've not always listened to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has always not had his voice heard.
1: Always had a seat at the table.
2: No, he hadn't had a seat at the table. Because if he had a seat at the table, he'd be like, don't draft Jordan Love. (laughs) So he hasn't had a seat at the table. Unless you just looked at him and said, "Uh, no, 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 no. We're still going to do it. He didn't have the seat at the table because he was wholly unaware of what was going on. There was no communication. So let's establish that part. That's very untrue. The bigger part to this, though, is now he does have that seat at the table. That is one of these concessions. Aaron Rodgers is now going to have a voice, something that, quite frankly, should have been a lock for him to possess there. Like, when you've done what Aaron Rodgers has done in Green Bay, you go, yeah, this guy can say things, he can have input, we care what he thinks. Joe Burrow's got that in Cincinnati after one year. Joe Burrow wanted Jamar Chase, Mike Brown, who's made some questionable decisions with that Bengals franchise, went and got Jamar Chase because Joe Burrow wanted it, and they know what Joe Burrow means to the franchise. How do you not know that yet about Aaron Rodgers? They didn't. They do now, and that's probably why they might be bringing in one of his friends Aaron Randall Cobb, from the Texans.
1: Speaking of that, here's the latest from Adam Schefter, a welcome-back gift for Aaron Rodgers. The Texans are trading former Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb back to Green Bay. That is per Randall Cobb, so straight out of the horse's mouth. Uh, Cobb has been a longtime favorite of Rodgers. Obviously, this trade is for Aaron, and that is per Adam Schefter. Mm. And you you know how I always dive into these like literal and what does that mean? The horse's mouth. The horses don't even speak. I hate when you do this. What, you so I, but I say things like it rolls off my tongue and then I actually think about them. It's dumbest saying. Why do I say that? I
2: said I think I said yesterday the other shoe to fall, which is the right way to say that. Is that the phrase? Waiting
1: you, for the other shoe to fall. Yeah, like, right.
2: And you looked at me like I was crazy. Like that's what it is. I know because
1: I there's two shoes. You drop one. You're waiting for the other one to fall. But it's just these now these things we just say. We don't even know the meanings of. They make no sense to me. The other shoe to
2: drop right?
1: Yeah, he's waiting for the other, other sh- shoe to drop. Drop and fall. fall. Pat, that's nickel and it. Anyways, Let let's Harris. go back to the Packers and their GM because he had more things to say. What about the relationship between him and Aaron Rodgers? Has that changed at all?
8: Professional. You know, it's always been a very professional relationship. And I think our, our goals are the same, right? Trying to get this team to win a championship.
1: So it's always been professional. No. Not great, not good. Not buddies professional. They're just trying to win a chip. That's a lie. It hasn't been professional
2: because this is – a strong relationship—you don't air your dirty laundry. Like, for the most part, actually, that's a lie. I guess we air all our dirty laundry,
1: but on that's show. part of our—our our, is part of us.
2: We're real. That's what we try to bring yeah, to the airwaves, and we try to do it every Sunday. By the way, for those wondering, from one to uh, four p.m. Eastern Time, if you want to check us out on Game Day with the Cornets. <laughs> I digress. Um, y- yeah, that's that's not what this has been. It hasn't been professional because organizations that are stable that have consistency. None of this stuff plays out publicly. The media is wholly unaware of these kind of things. You went so far. This got to a point where every question was about this. It was a total distraction. And it even went to a point where Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, your top two players of the most value, are doing petty things on Instagram stories, referencing the last dance, and we know the chaos that went on with the Bulls during that final season with Michael Jordan. So, no, it has been anything but professional here. The rig has gotten off the road. Now can they get it back on the road for an all-important season is the question.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract, all on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Make sure you tune in to an AL East battle tonight as the Red Sox host the Blue Jays. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and then on the ESPN app. Again, KJZ, Shea and Jordan Cornett filling in for the guys. We've had the latest, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers now that the GM has spoken. And and I think the most interesting sound, now that we've heard a little bit of it coming from um, camp there at Lambeau, is, is the conversation where he said basically – Aaron has earned the right to always have a have a seat at the table. We've always had included him in conversations. Just now during this offseason is and I'm paraphrasing here people, is the time when we've actually learned how to incorporate that. And I think that speaks a lot about where Aaron Rodgers now sits as in terms of where he is in the Packers organization and it is right towards the top. This guy is going to have a lot of say in what goes on this season. You know what's going to happen in the playoffs? Not a field goal. He'll be like, "Give me the ball." Give me the ball now. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not leaving decisions up to anyone else besides me because I feel like I need to take matters into my own hands in this last kind of hurrah with him and Devontae Adams, the last dance, whatever you want to call it, and they're going to put all the chips in his basket. I don't think there's going to be any more decisions. that Whatever side of the ball, front office, back office, on the field, off the field, it don't matter. It's going through Rodgers this year.
2: I think it's going to be very curious to see if Aaron Rodgers has some Shea cornet in him. And what I mean by that is... You'll. What's the most important thing when somebody's wrong in your eyes?
1: They need to come with Apologize. what? Apologize. And no
2: matter what, if even if it doesn't happen, maybe when it should right away. Oh, no, no.
1: It, we will not continue unless there's Until an you get
2: one. But if you finally get that apology, then reconciliation yep. can start to happen. Then you've got amnesia. You'll put in a rear view Always. for the most part. I, I do. And come then on. you'll move on. Yeah. Can Aaron Rodgers do that here? Right. Because now you're starting to see the, the mea culpa play out. Publicly from the organization, where they're starting to come back here and say, "Okay, we're gonna eat our crow here. We're gonna apologize. I'm doing all these things now for Shay. Uh, we're gonna eat our crow publicly. We're gonna acknowledge fault. This is our apology, Aaron. Will you accept this so we can move forward? Will Aaron then move forward with most importantly this season, and then secondarily his future? So I love that Gudikins and Murphy and the rest of the Green Bay brass have looked at what Jerry Krause' his one misstep. Which defined an illustrious career not making it right with Michael and left money on a the table there that they're trying now, even in the eleventh hour, to try and make sure they can write this wrong so it doesn't become that scarlet letter on their legacy in the organization there with Green Bay.
1: Well now we just gotta wait and see what happens with the Packers this season. Are they playoff bound? Are they going to the Super Bowl? Is everyone happy as can be? Time will only tell, but I think that is what will rewrite the rest of history in terms of Aaron Rodgers' legacy and what will happen in Green Bay and with the Packers going forward. Okay, it has been a ton of fun filling in for the dudes this week here on KJZ. Fortunately, we will not be back tomorrow. Bart Scott, I believe, is in instead. Um, but for Jordan Cornett, my name is Shay Cornett. Thanks for hanging out with us this, this morning. Greeny is next. KJZ is back tomorrow with Michael Kay and Oklahoma State basketball coach Mike Boynton. We'll see you all next time.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?